The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. The number of confirmed COVID-19 cases in the U.S. has now topped 200,000. U.S. President Donald Trump warning Americans to brace for rough days ahead, saying yesterday that the White House is projecting 100,000 to 240,000 deaths in the U.S. from COVID-19, even if current social distancing guidelines are maintained. Reggie Cicchini is the Global News Washington Bureau producer, joins us this afternoon. Reggie, thanks for uh, for taking the time. Good afternoon. Um, President Trump called it a matter of life and death for Americans to heed his administration's guidelines. There has been a change in tone over the past couple of days from the president and the administration. What do you chalk that up to? The numbers? I think it's a, it's a, a combination of the numbers and the simple fact that it is now science and facts that are providing the information uh, to the president. And this is an administration that has oftentimes looked past science and oftentimes looked look past facts in order uh, to kind of get the information out to the public. And when you have your uh, your medical experts on your team telling you that in a best case scenario, a quarter million people are going to die because of this virus, it's a sobering moment. And it is very apparent now that the president is listening. Um, he is uh, telling Americans to heed his administration's guidelines. I think one of the interesting things for my listeners, Reggie, is that uh, there hasn't been a, a nationwide clampdown put in place. Each state really up to its own um, uh, decisions on how they are handling this. What does that look like right now? I saw Florida just finally put some rules in place, issued a, state, a statewide stay-at-home order. How is that working in uh, the United States right now? Well, there are a good number of states that are actually dealing with this kind of wall-to-wall order now to stay inside and not go out unless it's for an essential errand. Ron DeSantis of Florida putting that in place, bowing to pressure that had been on him for weeks now, uh, given the fact that he only had that stay-at-home order in place in Miami. So you'd have one coast of Florida with a rule, and the uh, the other coast of Florida would be free to move around as they want. That's no longer the case. Uh, But the president has said that he has no intention of putting a blanket rule over over the United States. The U.S. Surgeon General today saying, look, this is a country that is uh, uh, based on federalism and you have governors who are going to be in charge of taking care and, and, and putting what's right for their residents first, uh, which is why we see currently right now both Dakotas, Nebraska, Iowa, and Arkansas have zero measures in place or guidelines in place to try and limit the amount of people that are moving around and healthcare experts are sounding an alarm on that. Wow, that's uh, that's mind-boggling still. But when you talk about the fact that the governors are in charge of those states, it's also causing grief when it looks when it comes to uh, securing the much-needed equipment, the medical equipment that is needed in certain states like New York. I mean, we've been hearing about this over and over again from the New York governor. Um, that state just passed what 83,000 people testing positive for COVID-19. Terribly worried about having the proper equipment, and they just can't get it. Um, and calling on the federal government to do something about it, but it's not happening. What is that going to look like in the coming days and weeks ahead? Well, this is going to become a big problem going forward. You're right. New York surpassing 83,000. New Jersey surpassing 22,000. Michigan is now on the approach to 10,000. And that's three of 47 other states that are seeing a rapid increase in the number of cases of COVID-19. The problem is 
is you have a country that doesn't have a nationalized healthcare system, so you have hospitals that are now bidding against each other in order to get equipment. But on top of that, you have states that are bidding to try and make sure that their people are able to be equipped better. But you have the federal government also bidding to try and increase their stockpiles. Because of that, there is not enough supply to go around. The supply that is available is increasing in price because of the demand, uh, and it's putting a strain across all three levels. The government itself said it only has 10,000 ventilators in its stockpile. New York needs 20 to 40,000 on its own, and individual companies are not going to be able to deal with that, uh, to, to develop that much uh, machinery and equipment in a very short period of time. So you are going to drastically see uh, an increase in severity of calls and urges and pleas uh, for any kind of help because this is going to be a crisis that is not going away anytime soon across this country. And, you know, we heard from the Prime Minister today saying, you know, the search for equipment and needed equipment here in this country is a challenge um, because there are all sorts of other countries looking for the same equipment. So it's just not provinces or states, it's countries bidding against countries as well. Reggie, this was uh, startling to, to read about today that uh, some sailors on the USS Theodore Roosevelt, um, there are there are coronaviruses, uh, coronavirus uh, positive on this uh, ship. This, this this aircraft carrier, what is going on there? So what we are uh, of understanding is that uh, the 2,700 sailors that are on, uh, on the Roosevelt are going to be evacuated from the ship onto Guam's territory, uh, onto, onto the land in Guam. The ship is going to uh, be dealing with some kind of intensive cleaning, but we know that there are dozens of dozens and upwards of 200 sailors that have reported positive for coronavirus. Uh, the Department of Defense, the Pentagon, had been working uh, uh, in a kind of feverish way to try and get the help they could to this ship, but it's thousands of miles off the coast of any kind of land at the point where there was an issue, and it shows the kind of challenges that are underway, not only for people on land, but for those that are out at sea to try and brace themselves for this kind of a pandemic. When you're on a ship in very tight and close quarters, uh, the chances of anybody becoming infected dramatically and drastically start to increase, and it, it, it puts uh, further stress on an already stressed system. We're seeing that on the Roosevelt. We're also seeing that on two cruise ships that are trying to uh, dock themselves in Florida, but the Florida governor does not want them to go there, fearing that it could potentially uh, put people at risk inside hospitals and therefore spread it across the state. So this is a concern uh, for the entire country, uh, for the entire world, and now for a number of people that are stranded at sea. Uh, before I let you go, what are things like in D.C. right now? We actually uh, have been under a shelter-in-place or a stay-at-home warning for the last 18 hours. It went in place late last night. Uh, the mayor of D.C. Uh, simply saying that uh, if anybody goes against the rules, uh, there is a possibility of jail time. There's a possibility of fines. That's kind of similar to uh, Maryland, which shares a border with D.C. Virginia is also putting similar uh, rules in place. So it's a very quiet district right now. Uh, many lawmakers staying at home, staying in their states. Uh, it, it, it's an eerie moment to be in D.C. right now, uh, but those that are here, notably those that are remaining in the White House, uh, are feverishly and actively trying to work uh, in order to try and get this virus under control. Reggie, thanks for this. Stay safe. We'll talk to you again in the near future. Thank you. Reggie Cicchini, Global News, uh, Washington Bureau producer, joining us this afternoon. So again, uh, someone just texted in and said, why do we have to listen about the USA? Because the USA right now, my friends, has just surpassed 
China, if you believe the China numbers. It is sitting at over 200,000. And if you don't believe what happens in the U.S. might impact the rest of the world, then you're sorely mistaken. So it is important to take a, a look at what is happening um, in, the, in, in, in to our neighbors uh, to the south. And so, yeah, 240,000 deaths, between 100,000 and 240 deaths being predicted in the U.S. from COVID-19. Um, in New York State, 83,712 people have tested positive. That was, you know, from numbers uh, earlier today. That alone puts the state above China, just one state above the Chinese numbers. 1,941 people have died in New York State to this point. New Jersey has had more than 3,000 confirmed cases and at least 91 deaths. Listen to this in the past 24 hours. And as we heard Reggie say, there are a number of states, uh, a number, a handful, that still have no rules put in place when it comes to COVID-19. Isn't that, doesn't that, isn't that a little scary for you? Isn't that a little scary for you when you are looking about uh, how long it's going to be that we're in this situation? Scares me.